Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa, and join with me today is my co-host, Anthony Dana. How's it going today? We are springing ahead, so we're gaining another hour, so I'm doing fantastic. So sunset is at 7 p.m. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Are you? Are you excited about that? Yes, I am. <laughs> and the other day, um, winter tried to oh, you know, uh, rear its uh, ugly head one more time with a, I guess if you want to call it a storm of sorts. Uh, mm-hmm. Got The temperature got down really cold and it's just, uh, I think, I, I hope we can just get to some consistent, good, consistently good weather, but at least it's going to stay uh, light longer. So that's always good. My favorite time of year is summer. Spring is, you know, second favorite, obviously. Then fall, then winter. But at least we're heading in the direction to more vitamin D and hopefully more time outside and happiness, right? Yes, absolutely. So we always go back and forth with topics, and we thought this one would be interesting, and hopefully yeah, you will like that too. Um, so our title? Yeah, um, I love the title. Um, is uh, <laughs> Let's Get Weird. <laughs> and uh, what it what it, it it pertains to is just, I guess, um, syndromes and disorders that are documented mm-hmm. that could be um, construed as weird. And my quote, just uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that um, you know, we we never want to offend anybody, and you know, uh, we try to have fun. So you know. I, I guess we, um, you know, first of all, to, one, we, we don't want to offend anybody. And then two, we don't want to be overly sensitive. Like it seems like the entire world is being these days. So we're just looking for that happy medium. So I'm, I was thinking about the word weird because I, first of all, the, the title, let's get weird. I mean, come on, that's just, that's just golden. <laughs> um, but weird, suggesting something supernatural or uncanny. I mean, that's that's what the textbook de- uh, definition is. And then to, to go furthermore, some of you may or may not know, uncanny is just strange or mysterious, especially in an unsettling way. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, weird. Um, you know, it's not like a, you know, kid in the, uh, at the playground calling some other kid weird. You know, this is just, you know, we're, we're owning this word. <laughs> Yeah, in a way that I I think of it too, and when I was researching into this, because I had some ideas of what to include, you know, um, rare and obscure is another way of saying it. So we don't mean people are weird. We just think they're um, obscure. I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we want to put that disclaimer out there not to offend or hurt anybody's feelings, but just like we did with the um, bizarre, eccentric. But if you're determined to be offended, then that's your right. So go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and if you know anybody with these, you know, maybe you can give us some input on it. But um, my quote is, if you talk to God, you are praying. If God talks to you, you are schizophrenic. And that's by Thomas Shaz. Shaz? S. Shaz? Shaz. Very snazzy. Yeah, I've seen this man's name before, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> society thinks of things that way, right? Like if, if you are pr- talking to God, you're praying, God talks to you, you're schizophrenic. So that's considered odd or weird or, you know, diagnosable if you're hearing voices or hallucinating or, delu- you know, having delusions. So I just thought that fit with 
quote unquote weird. I think so. You know? Even though schizophrenia isn't um, as rare as these these diagnoses that we're going to go over, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. Wouldn't be the first time, but I just you know want to make sure everybody <laughs> is uh, is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, with with us using that word, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the and that's impossible because not everybody's going to be. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, we try our best to be yes. uh, to be sensitive, right? <laughs> okay, so we're going to basically just go in order and just kind of banter back and forth. We don't have a game today, but we're going to um, just talk about some of these rare and obscure d- syndromes and diagnoses. Some of which are in the DSM five or. Um, you know, co- included in the Diagnostics, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, and some of them aren't. And I think what I read, the reason why, was because they're so uh, they're so uh, scarce that they didn't make its way into the DSM-5 because there's not that many cases of them. But yeah. But they do exist. I do know a few of these uh, that we did. Um, I have some statistics. Right. We, we, we talked, and I, I just, I couldn't believe that these were real cases i um i thought i i really thought okay somebody just made this up or somebody you know um and again i'm not trying to you know um Mm -hmm. you know uh make fun of or sport of these these people who had these but it's it's Mm -hmm. it raises an eyebrow um such as life right so number one Mm -hmm. you have here is body integrity identity disorder or id (laughs) as the acronym um suggests yep all right, so yeah, BIID um, is a rare, uh, little little studied condition in which patients want to become paralyzed or to remove certain limbs because they don't view them as a legitimate part of their bodies. So I think another name for this I read was like a zombie disorder or something. Or no, that's a different one. Never mind. Um, seeing that they wanted to even cut off parts of their body because they didn't want to have that part anymore. I think I'm pretty sure it's this one. Um, so because it's taboo, a lot of uh, people don't want to come forward and talk about it because it just sounds weird. I guess it, it just sounds strange. This is you this in, in relation to, or is this any, any connect? Like, you know, so if there's a, there's a guy who feels like that they were born the wrong sex, Mm-mm. that that's not, that's diff- that's a totally different ball game. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, okay. that's a, um, gender identity okay disorder right. so no so wait let me well, i thought maybe, maybe i don't know if they're interrelated or if, if they can be maybe confused i guess they could be maybe if somebody um, doesn't know what they're doing yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess i could see that you know i can see that point being like I but it's similar. it's there's more layers think, to it than just that yeah i don't think it's necessarily yeah i don't know because it's not really documented genitalia per se okay um it's more just like your hand, like, I don't know, your hand or your foot. It could just be, you know, today it's my finger, tomorrow it's my toe, uh, yeah. next week. Uh, it's not specific for um, reproductive okay. parts that I've read. Right, okay. So, yeah, so it's not necessarily recognized, um, and it's most likely neurological, like the cause of it. So even though it's kind of a mental disorder, like I said, it's not mentioned in there because there's so few people that come forward with this, Okay. you know. Number two, conversion disorder. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. What does that um, involve? 
Okay, so this one is actually um, not as rare as the you know one the other one we talked about. It actually is in the DSM five, and what this is is a uh, patient who suffers from neurological symptoms like blindness or loss of motor control, and there is no physical cause for it. So they insist that they have these disorders, and there's no evidence of it. And it could even be seizures or paralysis. It could be, um, like I said. Um, dizziness or headaches, things like that. And there's not any physical, you know, cause. So they get a bad rap generally because, you know, doctors think they're just lying <laughs> about these things, but they don't do it to get attention like some of the other disorders. Um, and it's not accounted for by another mental disorder, but um, it's not intentionally, you know, feigned or produced. They actually really believe this. So it's maybe a little bit like delusional to a degree although it's not classified under that category. Hmm. Um, and it's really, I guess it's really hard because they just go around from doctor to doctor saying that they have these. So this is considered rare. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, this one is interesting. Okay. My, the third one I have here on my list, Jerusalem syndrome. <laughs> right. So this is um, number of cases supposedly are about 100 people annually. So it's not too, you know, too prevalent. Difficulty coping with reality versus fantasy. So with this syndrome, um, these individuals have an overwhelmed reaction to being in Jerusalem. Now, it probably results from extreme idealization of the place as a holy land. Um, and also, like, I don't know, it varies between being like psychotic, and then also, you know, in all of it. So I guess symptoms include Anxiety, desire to see the city alone, desire to be clean and pure, and a compulsive need to recite religious texts, sing holy songs, and deliver sermons. In most cases, it doesn't require hospitalization, but I guess it's this overwhelmed uh, reaction, which, you know, you've seen people in holy lands go, I guess, you know. Overboard, like, over, or, or, yeah, or they over just don't feel worthy, or they're just having um, 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 this... I mean, it's it's it, it sounds like it could be it could begin as a positive reaction, but then it's just too overwhelming for them, or they just feel I I I can't, you know, I just I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just all too much. It's all too much, yeah. And I guess it's somewhat like a combination of psych being psychotic and also anxious. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's like an obs kind of obsessional. You know, I, we would have to like I guess see some videos on someone that's suffering from this. But um, again, this is not in the DSM-5, but it is called Jerusalem syndrome. And it, it says here that there is also another syndrome called Paris syndrome. It's a related disorder. Um, people suffer psychosis when in the city of Paris does not meet the idealized version of the place in their head. So, <laughs> well, so maybe, uh, maybe that's just disappointment. So that's the, that's the polar opposite. So <laughs> yeah. the people who are going to Jerusalem, it's, it's way more intense than they thought yeah and it's it's better than maybe than they thought where eh, paris was just okay for me mm -hmm. yeah i guess so so I, maybe that is a common thing i don't know where you're just you're disappointed by paris but overwhelmed okay. by jerusalem yeah, I'm, I'm curious so you know so for you know <laughs> my fellow catholics out there do they are there any any catholics that feel the same way when they go to the vatican or, or, you know, like, is there, is there any other Maybe. variation for other religions when they go on their uh, journey uh, to the Holy Land or whatever, whatever area that they find? Um, 
you know, uh, sacred. Yeah, and I guess it's like not self-reported. It's just people are saying this is happening maybe to their loved ones because okay. it doesn't really receive too much. Attention. Oh, my my uncle, he when he we go to Jerusalem, he just loses. His, <laughs> he loses. You know, his oh mind. my! Loses it's you know. Here, I'm going to tape them next time so you can I can yeah. show you what I mean. Maybe maybe we'll have to look and see if there's any TikToks. All right. Well, we're going to go from Jerusalem <laughs> to, to yeah, uh, you know, to a galaxy far, far away for number four, alien hand syndrome. Right. Let me say that again. Alien <laughs> hand syndrome. Doctor? Okay. So when I first saw this, I mean, I was like kind of laughing and stuff. I'm like, okay, do you believe your hand is an alien? I mean, maybe that's what it is, but I think it could be. Um, your hand moves autonomously, so you're not in control of your hand. The number of cases are only about 150. However, most likely higher because, again, people don't really act or talk about it or, you know, tell anybody. So it causes the hand to act as a separate autonomous entity. So it's not me, it's my hand. My hand did it, you know. The hand has the same strength as before, um, and you just either don't move it or you do move it. I don't know. I want to say it's related to... Um, Probably uh, brain damage, I guess, which is obviously medical. But the fact that it's called alien hand syndrome um, just was, you know, kind of funny. But um, it's probably neurological. It causes your hand to act of its own free will. So oh, I does it now? <laughs> so I stole that. Yeah, I stole that pack of gum. It was not my. It was not me. It was my hand. So kleptomaniacs can also have alien hand syndrome. They could. They could Maybe be duly that could be the reason. And you, All they, this time. They believe, these individuals believe that the hand, the hand acts free of the mind and will move completely independently out of sync than the rest of the body. So if somebody says, talk to the hand, <laughs> it could be their alien hand. It could and be. And it's like, it has nothing to do with me. Or a puppet. Yes. Like oh, puppet. well, maybe. That, I, okay, now puppet hand syndrome, that could be another, that could be another diagnosis. <laughs> but you, that could yeah, be another syndrome. It wasn't me. It was my hand. It's not my fault. I couldn't turn in that report. Because my hand, or I, I touch something. Yeah, well, it's like those. It's, it's like those. Um, you know, this trend, trend, uh, tranviloquist. I can't say that word. Trans, trend, tranviloquist. Ventriloquist. Van, yeah, ventriloquist. What do you say? <laughs> well, you know, when they're offending you with the, with 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 the puppet, and then you can't get <laughs> mad at them because it's 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 not me. Oh, it's it's you know, it's not Willie Tyler. It's Lester. You can't get mad at Willie Tyler, but yeah. Lester, he's yeah. a son of a gun. It's him, not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. All right. So we'll, we'll try that next time. We do something naughty with our hand. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when you give somebody the finger, it's like it's, it's alien hand syndrome. Right. Know, which, um, wow. There's all the possibilities are endless. Okay. Um, Stendhal syndrome, and that's S-T-N-D-H-A-R. All right. So this one is exclusively in Florence, Italy. Okay. Okay. So it's these... Italians, I don't know, or Americans visiting there, or tourists. Birthplace of the Renaissance. It is the birthplace of the Renaissance. So it's a rare disorder, just like most of these, that causes violent, sometimes life-threatening reactions to works of art mm. and other important landmarks. It's unique to Florence, Italy, a key city to the growth of the Renaissance. The first recorded occurrence, historically, 1817, and the latest was actually 2018, so not that long ago. So people there... Um, are, they can't be around art. It's like, I guess they have like hallucinations, dizziness, heart palpitations. It's like too much art is so overwhelming. They don't know what to do. So I'm glad that we're what doing do doing these together because I, 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 well, no, no. Well, yes, that too. I always enjoy that. But um, the cynic in me just wants to take a look at 
what's really going on or what possibly could be going on. And I don't, I don't want to. In Florence? Well, with these people who claim that they can't take, I can see. Like they're so afraid of art. I can, I can see somebody who doesn't really want to go into a museum and their (laughs) spouse, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. No, we got to go. And and it's like, listen, honey, I can't, I have, what's it called? Stendhal syndrome. And I cannot go. Listen, leave me at the hotel. You go have your, I just want to relax and watch the ball game. I really don't want to. You know, it's, it's a serious condition. I can lose it out there. I could lose it specifically in Florence. And it'd be embarrassing, um, for all of us involved. And Mm -hmm. I'll be, you know, uh, you know, I I won't be able to come back into the country again. Yeah. 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 And I, I wonder how, um, oh, okay. So here's the treatment recommendation. And why isn't it, I mean, well, this is, I guess, something one of us can research later, but Mm -hmm. why isn't it just like Florence or art syndrome or Florence syndrome. Why is it just art? St- well, Stend- Stendhal must be, I guess, the maybe the maybe an individual who first why played this card. I mean, this had the syndrome. Happen. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen in the Louvre. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know what the um, the re- the uh, treatment is for this? What's that? Take a wild guess. Um, uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, take an art class. <laughs> well, that would be what I would say because of exposure. Hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah, I would. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, but, but I mean, like, you know, hey, like, just be more involved in art. Like, like I would just say develop a fear hierarchy and an exposed to art. Okay. But of course, doctors, I assume MDs, medication, uh, medical model. Hey. Actually, no, oh. no, no, no. Even better. Leave Florence. Well, just don't go there. Just leave as soon as possible. Yeah. When you're feeling that. But maybe you can go back. Maybe. Or why bother? Because it's, 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 it's an expensive. Uh, experiment, what yeah. it be. So again, everyone knows how I feel about the medical model compared to the CBT exposure. Well, sure. Because they'll just... avoidant model. They'll this cure it with avoidance. a pill. Yeah, they'll cure it with a pill. So you can uh, go on a trip with your wife and or your husband or your partner. Um, aside from just leaving Florence. So that's radical science at its best. Just leave Florence. You'll be better in Milan, maybe Sicily. Yeah, you know, yeah. So... So and and yeah, that's another question because you just mentioned like the Louvre, like so, yeah. just Florence. But I can go to another art museum. <laughs> right. uh, you, you know, like no. I don't know the, those Italian artists, but maybe the Northern Renaissance artists uh, in the Flanders. I'm fine with the French artists. I guess so. The humor, you know, the uh, it's not as Christian humanists are okay. All right. Wait, wait, and there's also this other little tidbit. Okay, uh, that sufferers of this syndrome also fear that Florence is full of famous ghosts. And death. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, what, so what is that famous? bad? Huh? Well, then don't go to Hollywood, California. Don't go to Hollywood. Don't go to New York City. I mean, all, you can imagine the famous ghosts there too. They're older ghosts. Oh, the older ghosts are worse. They're more famous. So than in New York. Right? I don't know because you know the U.S. isn't as old as Florida. So the older ghosts are <laughs> scarier. I don't know. Elvis Presley is a pretty famous ghost, if he is in fact dead. If he is dead, yes. Yeah. I guess we'll watch the movie coming out. Well, yeah, there's we'll a, there's an Elvis movie. Yeah. yeah, we went to go see our first movie. We went to go see Batman. Um, yeah, do, do, should we should we do movie reviews? <laughs> Start doing movie <laughs> or, or the psycho or, or the psychology of Batman and a psychologist's oh, uh, interpretation. Ooh, that could be really that fun. could be interesting. Yeah, that could be another show. We could just take a look at movies and your interpretation of them of characters. Yeah, and aside also aside from the waiting room. And if there's a psychologist, you can you can basically. You know, basically go over. Like, I mean, like, say, uh, Goodwill Hunting or, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, 
you can look at uh, Hannibal Lecter, you can get Silence of the Lambs or just different movies that has to do with hmm. psychology, psych psychopaths, uh, narcissists sure. yeah. and the like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the psychology of Batman would be really fun. That would a, be good. Yeah. You could just you could just like I just had this patient, his name's Mr. Wayne. And right. I'm going to do what is obviously Rhythm something I'll never do now. is, but I'm going to tell you how the session went, the right. imaginary session. And yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Or we, we can write the script and I can play Bruce Wayne. Oh my gosh. And then you could tell me, I can, I can, yeah. And I can look you back. Can be Bruce Wayne I can I be can, Bruce Wayne in therapy. And then you can, we can go through, you know, what he would say or any questions you would ask him. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know what we could do is WWDD. What would Dr. Rafa do? Yeah, okay. So what would Dr. Rafa do if Batman slash Bruce Wayne was on her couch? And what would we discuss? And how would I help Batman? Yes. Do not be brooding. He, he, needs, he needs therapy bad. Have a treatment plan for his uh, abandonment and uh, orphan orphan issues. And his uh, need to, uh, you know, be the do all these things for Gotham and he sacrifice. He will not leave God. He will not leave God. He, he nope. doesn't really have, you know, obviously a healthy relationship with anyone. Well, besides well at the end of the movie, I loved when, um, when Catwoman said to him, you know, like, come, come away. We'll go out and yeah, do all these fun adventures. And he just like looked at her. She looked at him and he's like, well, what am I, what am I saying? You're already taken. You're, you're spoken for. In other words, you're married to Gotham. Married like, to Gotham. I, I, that was a good line. That I was a good that. line. Yeah. 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 He, um, yeah, he has a lot of, uh, darkness i guess or he's dark and brooding like in the lego movie no pun intended but he has more issues than a comic book store <laughs> but i'm bummed anyway moving on all right we dig number six cotard's syndrome that is uh, spell this right c-o-t-a-r-d apostrophe s mm -hmm. and that is this one is a belief that one is dead that one is non-existent or that parts of their body are missing uh, causes are unknown, probably history of mental illness or brain damage. Number of cases are just 200. It's also known as the walking corpse syndrome. It's diagnosed when a patient believes themselves to be dead or that their body parts are not actually present. Um, in extreme cases, if people believe they're dead, they, they don't eat or sleep. So maybe they end up, you know, in the hospital if they're refusing sustenance. Now I'm curious, mm -hmm. um, and this would take a lot of extra research and I don't know where you would even be able to find this um, if it's even documented or I'm sure it is, but to get, to get your hands on it or to be privy to it is another thing. Cause mm -hmm. how many of these people have had near life uh, or sorry, near death experiences? Um, how many have experienced PTSD mm -hmm. um, or maybe came out of a coma or, or, just, or, you know, like, or like I said, like just, you know, like cheated mm -hmm. death and, uh, Mm -hmm. They just, you know, feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on borrowed time as it is, and I'm kind of already mm -hmm. checked out in some ways. Um, yeah, like if there's a crossover. Yeah. Like, um, it says that it usually affects middle-aged people with a history of anxiety, substance abuse, and schizophrenia. So there's comorbidity with that. Um, they often grow antisocial because why would you socialize if you're dead? I guess. Right. Right. Who, like who are you gonna hang out with? Or maybe they think they're haunting other people. <laughs> maybe they think that I don't have to go to work because I'm dead. So what if they had that any alien? Bruce Willis and the Sixth Sense uh -huh. could be considered suffering from Cotard syndrome. Right. If, he's, if he wasn't dead. Because he really thought he was alive. That's the opposite. Well, that, that's, that's a difference. He thinks he's alive and he's dead. Mm. As opposed to I'm alive and I think I'm dead. Wow. Yeah. And the other well, syndrome. That? Okay. That's a different syndrome. We need, we need, we, we'll document that. 
M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> syndrome. Right. We'll give him credit. The thing with the um, the alien hand, or not the alien hand, the one where you want to cut off parts of your body. Do we do that one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they do cut, they want to cut off parts, and maybe they do. Oh, God. Yeah. Ooh, I, think uh, I, I think I read that, that they actually do. I, I remember when you mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. In the in, in our pre-show, because we do like a little pre-show, mm-hmm. um, we don't obviously record it. And I was going to ask you, do are they successful? Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And then I thought, maybe I'll ask you during the show. And I didn't, because I kind of didn't want to know. But thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's now, <okay. laughs> I'm just guessing. Right. I, honestly, I, I have nothing to substantiate that being true. I would imagine some one of them would be like... I would imagine that people might probably act on it. Impulsively, and, and, just, yeah. yeah. Maybe, they, maybe the way that they found out about this is because they show up to the ER with, without a limb. You know what I mean? Like, they're missing. Yeah, they, and they walk in kind of like, hey, so... Um, mm-hmm. Funny thing. It's also called amputee identity disorder, that one. Okay, then that's more on point. Okay, wait. It's an it's an overwhelming desire to either amputate or damage healthy parts of the body. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the first case was reported back to 1933. Yeah, they want to become amputees or something. Or does they feel maybe dissociated or disconnected from a body part. Maybe that's part of it, but yeah. So this one, I think you just... Cotards, you just think you're dead. So, uh, I you mean, don't necessarily cut off a foot. All right, there, there's too many questions. I would, right. I would ask. Just opening up a whole. Well, no, whole just, just you know, like to make mm-hmm. sense of certain individuals. But I mean, mm-hmm. or just to learn more. Okay, number seven. Mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. So this one isn't um, as it isn't exactly what it sounds. But you know how Alice looked in. The looking glass or whatever. And then she saw things through a distorted With the rat, oh, She jumped in the rabbit hole. She jumped in the rabbit hole. Right. right. And when did she, when, what part was it? Can we have to look? I am not. Uh, Where she sees things through uh, a distorted lens. I, I, I am, um, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say I am I not well versed in my Alice in Wonderland. I haven't watched it. Anymore. I don't think I've ever seen, seen it. I seen little clips of, you know, certain parts of it. it. Huh? No. no. We have to watch it. Okay. So there's only 180 cases documented of this, but enough to call it a syndrome, but not enough to get into the book, uh, the DSM. So just as Alice felt disoriented after growing and shrinking in the children's novels, people with the syndrome see the world in a distorted way. I know a lot of people who see the world in a distorted way, but maybe not through Mm -hmm. a particular lens. Sure, Um, They see it their way. Yeah. Is that well? (laughs) well. (laughs) Um, So this disorder is seeing themselves in objects as either larger or smaller. So it's seeing it as a, you know, I guess like blurry or hazy, kind of like a funhouse mirror maybe. Okay. Um, and it actually is, Alice in Wonderland syndrome is AWIS is the acronym, so it's called AWIS. It is usually a result of brain inflammation. And supposedly 50% of case, uh, patients recover from this. And... I don't know how often it is diagnosed today, you know? So that one isn't as crazy weird, you know? Um, so any thoughts on that, I guess, other than we should watch Alice in Wonderland? Uh, well, I think I need to watch Alice in Wonderland before I can, um, you know. Have you commented? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Before I can speak intelligently about the syndrome or uh, even have any follow-up questions to it. So I, yeah. uh, so you don't have any I should have done. So that's yeah. on our list of things to do. 
There we go. What's on my list? I mean, you know, you can maybe explain it to me. Maybe I need, maybe, maybe I need some help yeah. watching it. Or Which one's Alice again? Then, okay. by the way, this isn't because of tripping on acid. This isn't due to substance abuse. This right. Is syndrome. Yeah. Right, Tara. It's not. <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> Kat, what's the next one is, I, I mispronounced it, uh-huh. but you, so it's Cap. Capgrass. Capgrass syndrome. Okay. So this one is, is another party trick. As opposed to crabgrass syndrome. Crab this grass. is capgrass. Yeah, this isn't crabgrass where you have, you know, that growing in your yard and you need to get rid of it with a good lawn company. Sure. This is capgrass. And I, again, I don't know the origin of this name. Okay. But this one is, um, again, just like the art one, I can see people using this as a reason to not be around people such as partners or spouses. It's also called imposter syndrome. So people with this mental health condition believe that someone in their life that plays a significant role has been replaced by an imposter. Okay. So that's like... Are you... <laughs> and now I'm looking at you. Is this really you, Dr. Rafa? Or is this... It's, it's, no. Uh-uh. No? It's not me today. Okay. It's somebody else subbing. Maybe I, I have capgrass syndrome. Maybe you do. Maybe you think that I... Maybe this that. isn't me. Maybe it isn't. I was thinking maybe this wasn't you today mm-hmm. so someone in your life is suddenly an imposter right. so again this is in line with um you know maybe schizophrenia it's all pretty good mask. dementia um i would say that though it's not under it's its own syndrome so it has nothing to do with the other diagnoses as dementia um but could you imagine that one day you go to work and people are like hey you're an imposter are 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 any of these individuals elderly because um, that can make, well, yeah, that can maybe dementia. make some sense. Yeah, yeah. You like, know, who are you? Yeah, I, again, like dementia. And, you know, who are you? And unfortunately, that does happen. And you oh, know, of course, yeah. Sure. Which I was surprised that this is its own syndrome. And okay. we, you, you can kind of like laugh about it, I guess. No, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, now the next one, number nine, uh, it's French, Folie à Dieu. Filet adieu. Filet adieu. D and du is D-E-U-X, of course. Filet of fish. Okay, so fully I do. Filet mignon. Is actually in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. It made its way in there. It's also called a shared psychotic disorder. It does sound something like a supernatural thriller. So it occurs when an otherwise mentally stable person takes on the symptoms of someone else close to them who's suffering from a psychotic disorder such as schizophrenia or delusion. So usually these tend to occur with people you have a long-term, rela- one has a long-term relationship with, and you start to then share some, um, you know, psychotic delusion. So maybe you believe you're being haunted by ghosts, maybe conspiracy theories, maybe you both believe that there's someone sitting on the couch with you watching TV. <laughs> you know? This must be really rare. It is really rare. Well, because, you know, say if we both have this same delusion, mm-hmm. and then... You know, we're like, yeah, oh, you see that pink elephant floating? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, he's got blue polka dots. And then I'm like, no, he doesn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, never mind. No, yeah, he doesn't have blue polka dots. You know, like, I mean. I, right. And it, again, it, you're, not, you're not on drugs. What are you, crazy? So he doesn't have pink blue. He doesn't. He has stripes. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I'm not no, crazy. No. You're crazy. I see him and he's pink. No, he's yeah. blue. Yeah. I don't think so. So th- usually, I guess the original person is psychotic, and then the the person with them is is then psychotic. I, is what I'm thinking. So 
it is rare, although not so rare that it didn't make its way into the um, DSM. <laughs> so this could happen in cults, I guess, right? Like the madness oh, yeah. taking yeah. on the um, delusions of other people. So I don't know. Do you know I don't know women. No. Disorder. So maybe again, because I obviously work in outpatient mental health and private practice, we don't really see these types of things very often. Maybe in the hospital, mm. we see these more. But factitious disorder. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Factitious. Yes. Yeah. So this is another one that is actually in the DSM. So people who suffer from this condition uh, deliberately attempt to fabricate signs of physical illness and injury to receive medical treatment. So they, it's like lying on purpose. Like, I, I really believe that I have cancer. Okay. And I'm going to go. And, and the reason that the re- positive reinforcement is to get attention. Um, in some cases, they might get unnecessary surgeries um, because they're so convinced that they have these disorders. Um, even though there's no practical benefit from it they they still work. they just they just like the sympathy the empathy the attention right very attention and they'll they'll get it any way they can and if it's even in an extreme mm-hmm. way like this yeah it's okay i'm gonna go get you know a knee surgery yeah so someone can take care of me. well i would hope the doctor would say there's nothing wrong with your I knee would, you would hope an orthopedic would yeah be. well according to your mri it's completely fine yeah um Sometimes these disorders can be inflicted on um, a child, like a, a parent could do this. Well, it's to funny. Fabricate symptoms who are under their care. In the sixth sense, um, toward the end of the movie, uh-huh. the one little girl who was poisoned by her mother because she wanted to keep her sick to get the attention. And then at the funeral, oh, yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she was worried her little sister was going to um, um, have the same fate. So um, they exposed her. Yeah, and parents do this, again, going back to our female serial killers. They might, people might end up killing them, like in the sixth sense. But the, the mothers do this, or the parent does this, in order to get attention, harming their child to get attention. Um, so they're self-imposed. There's imposed on another. So, again, not super rare, but I guess, you know, considered, quote-unquote, weird. Yeah, well, no, yeah, and and, and disturbing. Um, Probably more. Common. That one is that one is well with the with the parents that's disturbing, and you know I'll go out on a limb with a chainsaw and say that number eleven, pika, p i c a, pika pika. I don't know how to say it, but okay. um, I always joke. I just told the vet the other day that I diagnosed my dog with this. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts with an animal. Okay. But what this is, is also in the DSM. Um, I think it's rare and obscure. It's the persistent eating of non-nutritive substances. So it often occurs in childhood. So children eating string, paper, paint, chips. um, Again, nothing nutritious. And um, it's not part of culturally sanctioned practice. So it's not part of like a ritual. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not eating peyote. Are they doing it for attention? Are they just no. curious? No, I don't think they're doing it for attention. Okay. And oftentimes they, they go to the doctor because they ingest these things um, and there's intestinal obstruction. We're not talking about a toddler that just, you know. It's typically in children. Uh, infants and younger children typically eat paint, plastic, string, hair, or cloth. Older children may eat animal droppings, sand, Play-Doh, Oof, okay. insects, leaves, yeah. or pebbles. Uh, adolescents and adults may consume clay or soil. My dog eats all these. She eats these weird things. But granted, she's a dog. Right. So I, 
I tell the vet I diagnosed her with pica. Sometimes it's dirt, mm. you know. Um, so it is obscure. I've never met anyone who. I remember I, I had a dog, and when when she would get sick, she'd eat grass. She'd eat grass. Yeah, sometimes. Like I don't know. Just, oh weird. yeah, they do that. Yeah. You know why they do that? Why? So they could throw up. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess that t- kind of counts. But well, there's, there's well kind that, of... that's kind of smart though. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that works for us. You want to eating try, grass? You want to try eating grass? I'm good. You're good with not eating grass. Okay. Yeah, they do that because normally, whatever's in the grass, and maybe our vet patients out there will can tell us, it helps them then vomit. Hmm. Yeah. So instead of sticking their fingers down their throat, they eat grass. All right. <laughs> Number twelve, erotomania. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one is in the category of delusional disorders. This is when um, people believe a public figure in their life or a celebrity who they've never met before is in love with them. So it's usually a public figure, celebrity, um, definitely the work of fantasy and infatuation with no real grounding. They believe, though, that their feelings are absolutely real. Um, Oh, she was speaking to me through the TV, talking to me at the concert. You know, didn't we just see that in the movie? Oh, Modern Family. Was it oh, movie? yeah, because uh, Mitchell thought that Posh uh, said, to told, told him to, to come yourself, out of the closet. Mitchell. Yeah, be true to yourself, Mitchell. <laughs> he might have said, she might have said Michigan because yeah. we were in Detroit, but yeah. <laughs> I was sitting right in front of her. Uh-huh. Um, this reminds me of uh, John Hinckley Jr. Uh-huh. and his assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. because he believed that Jody um Jody Foster was in, either in love with him or he she he wanted to impress her mm-hmm. and this was his way of doing it and obviously he you know had some issues uh to uh you know take care of I don't you know what I'm going to have to check and see if he's still around uh he's around. if he's alive he was he was young he was a younger man when he did this I'm going to uh, I remember when I got home and it, they were, they kept replaying it over and over and over again, you know, mm-hmm. these, and uh, he survived obviously, but um, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, it was a big deal. I mean, it, last time a uh, president had an assassination attempt on him, I, I pretty, yeah, pretty sure. That's the last time. The last time. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. You know what I'm just thinking as you're saying this, I wonder if there's an, a spike in this erotomania. You know why? Social media. People are following celebrities on oh. on social media sites yeah. and like she's speaking to me or he's speaking to me or mm-hmm. she liked my post, even though it's their PR people who who do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like a fantasy. And I've heard people say about you know, we're friends on Facebook and what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's more than a fantasy or crush, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, a fatuation or crush. It's like really, really like your whole life is probably consumed by mm-hmm. this. It isn't just like, oh, I have a crush on that that person. You know, <laughs> I guess <laughs> the last one, number 13 is, uh, we talked about this one. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it. It's, um, I, I just, the ladies and gentlemen, this one is, is something else. Um, fraterism, fraterism, Fra- frauder, frauder, mm-hmm. but it's spelled F-R-A, right? No. That was F-R-O? F-R-O? Okay. Okay, I misspelled it. F-R-O, fraudterism. And Dr. Rafa, please explain to the audience what fraudterism is. So this is under the um, paraphilias uh, category. It is in the DSM. This is when, now it says in here he, so I assume it's mostly men, 
It's twins. <laughs> I would I would think it's all men, but go ahead. <laughs> it could be all men, right? Because when I told you about this, I don't I don't see a woman doing this. Um, <laughs> Over a period of at least six months, recurrent, intense, sexually arousing fantasies, sexual urges involve touching and rubbing your parts, your genital parts, against the non-consenting person. So the need to rub up against other people. I'm trying really um, hard not to laugh again. Yeah. Although cuz I laughed a few times before. Yeah, the, right. yeah, I know, I know. It's um <sighs> not maybe it's, it's called, not rare. So you know where these are I call from? it just you're a pervert. You're a pervert. <laughs> You've got you're just you're just but but let's 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 make it a syndrome and they frauderism. So yeah. you have to so you have to be careful. Mostly, didn't you say it's mostly on the subway? Yeah. Yeah, go like, figure. Where there's close contact. Yeah. Pre-COVID. How convenient. Pre-COVID, I guess, when you didn't have six feet. So this might have actually... So what do they do during COVID? They must have lost their minds. They must have. Wow. Can't rub up against people. Poor guys. Yeah, it seems to be mostly men um, <laughs> occur when the person is... I mean, I just don't see a woman just... 15 to 25. <laughs> Maybe there is. No, sure, you know, but... Well, there's also shame that comes with it. They want to avoid, um, you know, possible prosecution. And there's, you know, they don't want to get in trouble. So usually it's busy places, public. So they know. So they know what. So they know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. So okay, like so it's not a real. If if you really suffered this, mm -hmm. you don't you don't know what right from wrong, and you just do it because you just can't help yourself. It's like urge. so. It's just it's just oh. it's having us an urge. Yeah. Okay. Right? And the key is against the non-consenting person. So this doesn't count if you're rubbing against the consenting person. So the per so hey man is it okay. We good? Okay. As long as you get the okay. Wait, you get yeah, that's yeah, that's such as life. Well, it's generally yeah. strangers, yeah. I imagine, right? You can, you can have a a non you, uh, well, you can maybe hey, listen. You know what? My grandmother always told me always ask the worst thing they can say is no. But in this case, they can do much worse and you might get slapped. Probably you know. Better to say no than to do it and get trouble. They better ask maybe, for permission. You might get a consenting you know, yeah, I'll help you out. Go ahead. Do your I'm just going to stand here. It's like when a if somebody's dog comes and jumps your leg and you're like, mm -hmm. sorry, you we know, excited for company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these made our list. There might be some other ones out there that are that are still rare. And, you know, but those are the ones that we found. So we got 13. Pretty good amount. Right. Which one was your favorite? Do you have a my favorite? <laughs> oh, favorite? gosh. I know. I really I think my favorite is the. Um, uh, the Stendhal syndrome, or yeah, just I, I, yes, I am specific to Florence, yes, and it's so art in Florence only. And should we take a trip to Florence and see if we can see if we something. either of us suffer from it? Maybe we, we should do that, or just to see if we if we see anybody suffering, from yes, it. so I can have it as a write off, yeah, we yes, <laughs> we could. We're doing a study, do you suffer from Stendhal, Stendhal syndrome as you're here in Florence? We'll have to do some on holiday. Learning. We'll have to go there a lot. And yeah. Observe. We have to do our research. So the last case, case was 2018. Um, so that would be a very nice excuse to go to Florence. I love it. And hopefully you or I don't suffer from this. No. There. Or pair. Or, or, I, or I could say that I do and I'm try you're, trying to, you're trying to cure me. And this is the therapy. We, we mm. need to go. We're mm -hmm. going to go out. Anthony, we're going to go out maybe for an hour. Mm -hmm. and, we're gonna, and then we'll go back. And you can go back in. And then, you know, because mm -hmm. I need to conquer this fear. Right. And this, this syndrome. Yeah. yeah, we have to. And um, it's also the other part of this is, is becoming anxious because you're overwhelmed with art, but also it's loving it. It's like, I don't know, it's being exposed to large quantities that are in a concentrated single space because it's so beautiful. Right. 
Art is perceived as so beautiful. I just can't stand it. I can't, I can't help but to be overwhelmed and psychotic because of art. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe a lot of people were misdiagnosed back in the 1800s with, you know, like the, you know how we said women were diagnosed with the, um, you know, the uh, fainting. Remember, like the like the neurotic women and okay. women would be fainting. What do we call it? I forget what the bizarre therapies. Oh. Oh, the womb, the wandering womb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The wandering. <laughs> well, the well, the wandering room and 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 the male per, the male version of that is uh, frauderism. So, <laughs> you know, just wandering. So, yeah. Okay. So, if we just I get those two groups together, thing. they'd be both better off, maybe. Oh, that's a cure for the wandering womb. If you have then. wandering womb, you just need a frauder. Find a frauder. Right. And they can frauder you right. while and, and, and with your wandering room, and then we're good. And then yeah, and then you're cured. And then everybody's happy. Very nice. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I like you. All right. I like you. All right. So she's <laughs> wacky. Kind uh, of um, I guess that one would be my favorite. I mean, the alien hand is. Which one's funny. yours? Frauderism. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, uh, that's what we just left off on. Oh, sorry, sorry. I okay, mean, I'm like, syndrome. there's something. Oh, boy, no, like, I'm learning a lot about you today. No, I don't want to. I don't. No. Who wants that? Strike the record. <laughs> no, that's not. Okay. I'm saying the Stenhall syndrome, uh, okay. as opposed to the alien hand. I mean, that's that's kind of funny. It reminds me of the hand on uh, the Adams family. Remember oh, yeah, but it was just a hand. It was just a hand. Well, then that, well, see, but that hand could be a result of, what's the one where they want to cut off their own limbs? I mean, there's a lot of connections here. Yeah. The one it. where uh, a body integrity identity disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened to hand. <laughs> and then hand continued to live his life and, and with, with the Adams family. Yeah. So, I, I, well, what happened to... Was that was was that Adam's family member who was dismembered? Ha! Huh? Um, are they on the show? Did they? They're somewhere else. The hand. I left my hand behind. Yeah. I don't was know. it a ghost hand? I want to know the backstory of hand. Oh wait, wait. What if it was the person who thought the syndrome where you think you're dead? Ooh, and he's not dead, but he also had um, the uh, BIID. Right. He did that on top of it. Right. And then now he has alien hand syndrome. Because his hand is acting free of the mind and will move completely independently and out of sync with the And what if body. that hand has frauderism? <laughs> wow. Oh there. That's the perfect storm. On that note, I think we should sign off. What do you think, Doc? I think so too. Okay, I guess uh, I could see that I could see that hand crawling <laughs> through the subway looking for a <laughs> potential victim. <laughs> Dun, 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 oh dun, 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 and dun. if there's two of them, then there's a shared psychotic disorder, the folia do. If there's two hands. And they can thumb wrestle. <laughs> they can thumb and have a shared psychotic disorder. They can hold hands. Oh. And then one might think the other's an imposter. And they say, let's go to Florence. No. Let's go to Jerusalem. No. Let's go to Paris. Or wait, you're We could stow away in his handbag. <laughs> the imposter yeah. syndrome. Then the hand is like, wait, you're not my you're not my partner hand. You're an imposter. Mm. All right. Let's stop. before. Let's we, stop. Yeah. Before we um, just go on and on and on. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com. If you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com. 
and remember to stop it and give yourself a chance.